Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number three, one, three of the Fret Talk podcast. You are joined as a as an extension of last week's podcast by your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You're also joined by fresh off the end of a two-hour conversation, Mr. Matt Quine. Wee, say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Wee. <laughs> um, we're just going to let you let you get into it here. We're going to go in, go in raw. <laughs> what? <laughs> just yeah, in, in, enjoy yeah. the podcast. Here's here's the rest of last week's shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This episode, of course, is sponsored by Affordaboard. Affordaboard, of course, bringing you pedals from companies such as Demon Effects, JSA Effects, Mosky, Joyo, and Kaline. They're a UK company with all UK stock ready ready to ship. Um, check them out at affordaboard.co.uk. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Well, we've, we've got some more topics, haven't we? We've, we've got, we we've have. Got, we've, got, we've got quite a few, actually. <laughs> well like like i say I've, I've linked them all to roughly to the the gigs that i've done in the last couple of weeks so i've mentioned in the pod already that i've got like a small board that i put together for for this latest gig and for the the short one that i did before i mentioned that one last week mm. and now i'm thinking about not bothering going back to the big board oh. <laughs> because it's just really convenient having like five pedals yeah but like okay so like yeah, so I've got a tuner, four yeah. flavors of drive because I'm me, um, a reverb pedal that stays always on, and the amp which I can just take off the board or even leave on the board, but just run out of the reverb pedal into the amp that I'll use on the my gig on this weekend, and I'm almost certain that I will use that board and not my main board. Okay, so because... look, in terms of that, you could get six pedals because you've got one where the amp goes. The yeah, so I could I could change that out for a modulation pedal if I wanted. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah. I can get I can get away without modulation, like modulation. Like, like this this is a separate topic. Modulation is overrated. But let's park that and go. Small boards like is less more is is how I phrased it. Like are you like you focus less on the the jumping around. And actually, I could probably get rid of one of the drive zones and still be fine. So, do I need to go go smaller and just be an adult and have a, a like a five pedal board, a four pedal board? Is that is that the is that the the way to go? Is that the future of being an adult musician? Yeah. So the the, the older you get, the less gain that you use is pretty much is the way it goes. So. A smaller board does make sense. I think I would. I, I really do aspire to a very minimal pedal board. But in the band that I'm currently in, we do we do a song that requires the auto bar pedal. So that's a. It's only a one song, but it if you don't use that, the song fall apart falls apart basically. Yeah. So it requires that. I need a tuner. I need my two flavors of drive. So that already that's four. I need a boost for solos. Do I, could I run just the two drives a bit hotter and roll it back with the, I could probably do that, couldn't I? That would. You could. Yeah. But it would it would involve changing how you play. It was. I also run a compressor as always on. So that's six already. 
Um, but I think that's it. I think that's all I ever use. And and you don't actually need the compressor always on because I run a, on my main board. I run a compressor always on, mm. and I haven't done. I I didn't do it the gig the weekend before, and that was through an amp, and I didn't even fucking notice. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, yeah, I might try that i might try my next gig i'll just turn the compressor off and see see if, see if, see if the magic's it. gone bear in mind don't you run a, an always on mojo mojo i do yeah so that's doing the job of the compressor anyway well it's it's adding some compression the compressor the compressor is adding a little bit more compression yeah but just turn the drive up on the mojo mojo <laughs> up another half a half a point yeah, I could probably do it, yeah. <laughs> so, you, that's five now. I still need that pedal, the auto war. Wow, yeah. wow, 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 wow. Uh, I could probably get rid of the boost, so I could, I could run four. Run four pedals. Yeah, and actually, like, ridiculously, I was running the... So I was running tuner, which you need. Like, yeah. you've got to have a tuner pedal. Uh, then I was running fuzz so i don't need it but i like to have a different flavor of loud drive sound so yeah. i'm gonna always have a fuzz pedal then i had clean boost which was my hot coals the messiah with two switches foot switches which gives me two different drive sounds and then the anteres which is a non-clean boost so i could get rid of either the hot coals or the anteres yeah. Like I could just, I, yeah, just I, run one boost rather than one of them is a boost. Like if the hot coals into the front end of the Marshall will give me the extra drive sorry, into the front end of the Messiah would give me extra drive if I wanted it. So I could get rid of the Anteras or I could move the Anteras to where that is and get a different flavour of So <laughs> I, like I could and and if I ran the Vox instead of the Marshall, then I don't need the reverb pedal on the board anymore because there's reverb in the amp. And I'm just using the spring reverb sound. Why not just use the spring reverb in the amp? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I could add, then I could add the analog men chorus. But like in the band that like the band that I'm gigging with this weekend and next weekend, I don't use the Oxover, so I don't need that. I don't like the compressor. Like I say, I didn't even notice it wasn't on, so that's not going to make a difference. The I don't use the chorus because we're not doing anything with chorusing in that band. Do use a phase on one song, but you can get away without it. Like no one's noticing if you don't put a phase pedal on when you're playing Chumba Wumba. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone was going there. Actually, that that tone wasn't quite quite, quite as like I remember. Record. Yeah, yeah. Because we play that at the end of the night, and everyone's absolutely slaughtered, so that they will yeah. sing along anyway. So, like, yeah, like yeah, that's not to gonna... hear you over yeah, themselves. It's... And it's and it's very much a, a very different situation to you having the auto wah pedal that makes the song. The yeah. the phase pedal does not make the Chumba Wumba song. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it, like it's 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 adding a little bit of texture. It's not adding the flavor of the song. I don't yeah. need. Oh, I suppose if we're doing if we're doing comfortably numb, I do need delay. But I could drop the delay onto the board instead of the boost that I've taken off. Or the reverb, so yeah. I, I I could go a smaller board again. Maybe I will because actually, like it, it's it's it weighs less. It's yeah. much easier to move about on stage if you need to at any point. Yeah, it's much, Carry, much easier carrying to less place in and on out. stage as well. Yeah, because like, yeah, trying to find space for a board on stage where I'm not 
in a position where I'm going to hit the singer with my headstock. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, because, again, I have to be right up front because I'm singing a few songs and backing vocals for a lot. A lot of the time I'm facing towards the singer so that I'm not hitting her. <laughs> yeah. I'm lucky enough to stand the other side, so I'm standing on the left, so my headstock isn't going to hit anybody. Yeah. But still, like... I, I have to try and make space because in, in one band I stand next to the bass player and I don't want to get hit in the head by a bass player's headstock because yeah. and in the, in the other band I stand next to the singer who's also a guitarist so there's always a headstock like if if I'm not going to be accidentally hitting somebody somebody's going to be accidentally hitting me if I'm in the way so you do have to find that space and a one tier board is much easier to find space for than a three tier board <laughs> who'd have thunk it <laughs> yeah yeah. Yes. Think. And and is this is this me growing up as a guitarist? Is this like like you were saying? Is this the how, using less gain as you mature as a player? Yeah. Is is this what is this what that's all about? Am I just being overly sensible? I mean, I'm sure I'll be back running the main board in three weeks anyway. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I think. Oh uh, yeah. For the for the sake of like removing two pedals for me, I don't think it's really worth it. Yeah, because what I'd lose is a boost, which I, I really kind of do use. I'd I'd have to do it all on the all on the controls of the guitar, and I don't think yeah, I don't think I want to, because the like the main guitar yeah. is the Variax, and that's not quite as smoother pop turn as other guitars and i like it like that actually i like the fact that yeah it's really quick it. it's yeah it's quite really quite stiff and you, you the way you set it is where it stays yeah uh i mean i have got other guitars which turn a little bit a little bit easier but i don't i don't want to go down that route i want to i kind of just want to crack it all out and that's it yeah and then tap dance to get you different sounds yeah yeah i like yeah i like it at my feet because as much as I like entertaining my, my my brain while I'm playing with like backing vocals <laughs> and like playing the guitar, I don't want to then have to think about a third thing to do with the volume of the guitar. Because we we're going past that sweet spot of my brain is entertained into yeah. that point where my brain is overstimulated and I can't <laughs> focus on the thing I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the other thing with ADHD. Once you overstimulate it, your brain is just going to shut down. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to go, no, I'm not doing any of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're sat on the floor rocking back and forwards in front of you. I'm going, no, no. Yeah, yeah I missed the change. I, I, do, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I think, look, I've mentioned it a few times on the podcast, but Easy Lover is that song for me. It's so many fucking things. <laughs> so many it's just like the riff's quite in, like, involved as well as singing a high harmony to the like, I'm doing Phil Bailey not Phil Collins so I'm doing the <laughs> high falsetto yeah. harmony oh, it's beautiful but it's hard it really, it's really tough yeah I mean I'd like, I'm lucky enough not to have any real like all the back and, back and vocals I do in most bands is just the shouty bits of choruses Yeah, because I I can sing if I can hear myself. I tend never to be able to hear my own vocals on any stage because I am not the main backing vocalist, which means monitors tend not to be pointed in my direction. Yeah. Um. So, 
although I can hold a tune, like I tend not to be able to hear myself. And if I can't hear myself, I definitely can't hear the tune. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The like I don't have any like the the closest is in rock and roll style where I come out. So I'm like playing a solo and start singing the chorus as I'm on the way out of the solo, and I have to take take away my lead drive. And start singing at the same time whilst moving from a solo position to open position to play chords. But I'm I'm shouting tonight. It's a rock and roll star. It's not it, like I, I'm if if I sing that slightly out of key. As long as I'm shouting it and have a bit of grit on my voice, no one's going to notice. Yes, yeah, for the people singing at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah yeah. You're not instrumental to the the. The yeah, the, the it's not like a two-part vocal harmony where, like, if if one of you is slightly out, everyone's gonna know. Yeah, it's just there to add a bit of extra, like, extra oomph to the chorus. It's a rock, yeah, it's, it's kind of a textual. Yeah, yeah, textual thing. Yeah, well, we we I think we're on to the last one of the of the night, aren't we? We are, and and this was more of a just a, a thinking point. So, like, it's not really. Actually, I mean, it massively ties into the fact that we'd be talking about ADHD all day. Because <laughs> what I what I've said is, what keeps us playing guitar? And I've added the thing: I've given up every other hobby that I've ever had. But yeah. I've been playing guitar now for seventeen something like that, seventeen eighteen years. So yeah. something has got to keep me coming back to this that hasn't kept me coming back. Like the only other thing that. I can say really, I can see a reason why I stopped was rugby, and that was because I kept blowing my knee out. And yeah. there's only so many times that you can like throw away relationships because you end up on crutches and arguing with people because they're waiting on your hand and foot and you're miserable. And like just extra, like extra damage that I'm doing to my body. I know that's why I don't play rugby anymore. But all yeah. of the other hobbies that I've ever had, I've either had massive times where I'm not doing them, like video games. I'll have a, a you know a, a six month period or a twelve month period where I'm playing four or five or six video games and then I'll not touch the con like I my switch I got at Christmas I played four or five games all the way through and haven't switched it on for three months and like <laughs> yeah I just yeah like they, they just disappear from me and like I used to go fishing when I was a kid haven't fished in ten years probably like I've had loads of other hobbies but. Guitar has been an absolute constant from my first ever guitar lesson. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I, like from an early age, I, I was really, really drawn to music. Even if I weren't like necessarily particularly musical, like I, I remember at my at my grandma's house there was a an organ, and I would play it, play it, even though I didn't know shit about shit. Yeah, like she had a few like organ books that like were really fucking simple and like had like the notes written on it, and I'd like figure out the tunes, like really shitty like Christian songs like Michael, yeah. bro, your boat to shore, and all that shit. <laughs> so like I learned shit like that, and then when I was in primary school, I did uh, I did brass instruments because uh, like they they went into a couple of classes and and saw if people had the uh, the aptitude to be able to like blow a note out of the instrument and I could do it so they went right you're in <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yeah cool but like it 
I, I played it as kind of an obligation and it never really excited me, it never really clicked. Yeah. Um and then when I was in high school, I saw people playing guitar and I was like, shit, that's what I want to do. Like that's like all of the all of the cool thing of like getting to play music that I love to do. I wasn't really drawn to. And it might actually get me laid. <laughs> <laughs> like ain't nobody like walking into a room busting out a trumpet solo and going yeah like drop your kegs <laughs> no, ain't no one doing that but like you you can ostensibly like get a and it, it weren't necessarily about like like only about getting pussy it was about kind of finding my tribe yeah so I was like that's the kind of people I want to be around like these interesting kind of people it weren't it weren't just the kind of the vapid conversations of like oh did you watch the football yeah yeah the football the guy who played the football (laughs) scored the football goal yeah and that that kind of shit really really grated me it was just like this is this is not me this is not my tribe this is not the people that i want to be around and i uh like i saw the kind of mopey looking goths uh, and like, the, like the, that's the, for me yeah well it was, it was like that and there was there was a bunch of like Kurt Cobain wannabes because it was like 10 years after like the whole Nirvana thing had happened and people were like look it was almost like post ironic liking yeah. that shit and I was like those guys are really cool and they're like when you talk to them they're really interesting and they have opinions on stuff they like some things and they don't like other things. And you're like, yeah, that's, that, that seems really interesting. I'm, I'm going to go towards that. Um, so I, like, I ended up picking up a guitar after I picked up my first job. Like I'd, I'd scraped enough money together. Me and my brother teamed together and we were like, yeah, we'll play some guitar. And he he's a flaky summer bitch who played it for like five minutes. And like, I'm not instantly great. This sucks. <laughs> I'm off. And yeah. I, like it, it hit all of the like it. All of those lights started uh, igniting for me. It was like it's music. I love music. I love making sounds, and I love I love doing that thing. It's kind of cool, and it felt right as well. So I was like, yeah, I'll do this. And then like I got into bands. So the, the whole band thing was awesome. Like it was it was again like a big social thing because I'd, I'd go out. We'd learn a bunch of songs like me and my friends had learned a bunch of songs and then we'd butcher them at the local pub <laughs> <laughs> but like we'd, we'd do it in front of people who probably shouldn't have been at that pub because they were yeah. a bit young but yeah, no one yeah. gave a shit back then um <laughs> and it was it was a case that we were the we were the entertainment for the night we were the rock stars so yeah. in our own little bubble we were we were the, like the hub of why people were coming to the pub. And because of that, everyone would hang out at this pub and we'd, we'd have like really great times. So that's kind of where it was for me is that it was, it was my entire social aspect. Yeah. And that's how you got there. But what has kept you playing? So I imagine knowing that you're slightly older than me, you're, you've gone from like, 
I assume age like 15 to age 18 there or maybe up to age 20 or something but yeah. you're in your 30s now and you're still playing guitar fairly regularly have you all like have, have you had any phases where you've not played guitar much at all or have you like just always it's kind of been a passion ever since then yeah no <laughs> kind of yeah it's never really fallen out man so like i was playing in bands um pretty much throughout my entire 20s so that kept me playing yeah um and i'd do like little covers projects with friends as well and then i got into the recording side of uh recording side of it and i went to university to study music as well because it was just like this shit's awesome i'm gonna see how far i can go along with it and i got into the whole theory side of it as well so all of those like different aspects of it really interested me so, so i then kind of yeah i just yeah i just kind of started bringing all of those influences here. so i got into the recording the playing and the um just making music yeah, yeah like, it's like for for me like i so i like i say i started at 14 15 i got a, i got a guitar instantly realized that i either needed lessons or i was never going to get get it because i just my my brain didn't work in a way that i could learn it from books or watch watching videos so yeah. i said to my parents look I want to go for lessons. They're like, right, okay, well, we'll take you every other week for a, for a while. And I ended up like, it, I was still paying for those lessons by the time I'd left home. Like I just, the, the, the guy that I went to very quickly realized, I, I don't know whether like he did this with everybody, but he very quickly realized if he didn't get me playing along to a song that I knew immediately, I'd, I'd drop off it. And yeah. um, he was just like, he went through a few songs and it was like, he like do you know any of these songs what like what's the kind of thing that you want to get playing got me playing versions of them with power chords in week one and yeah. that was it like it, it wasn't a case of like here's a, here's an e chord here's an a chord here's a timing thing learn your timing things and yeah. then switch between these things no it was literally like okay here's three chords this is this song play along to it makes and if you ever like find yourself struggling to change just keep your right hand going as a, at a steady rhythm but just play as long as you can then work out how to change between the chords you'll play this song and like got me immediately hooked and then for the next four years until i was well probably not four actually probably two or three it, it was enough going for those lessons that i was improving constantly and that was yeah. giving me the, the the reward in my head for then going home and playing along to stuff and then i joined a band and same as you i like i've been in a band ever since like I, i've joined one of the bands that i'm in now at 19 so i've always had a, a reason to kind of stick at it of there's other people that are relying on me yeah but even even then, like I've 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 always from a very young age just been obsessed with music, and the music that I loved was either classical music or rock music. Yeah, and classical I would, music I hate, is fucking hard. I hated I hated classical guitar. I tried classical guitar yeah. as a nine year old. I went nah. <laughs> yeah, because it starts but, off that bullshit way of like you you've got to learn your rudiments first. So here's yeah. some chords. Oh, here's some chords. No oh, fuck that. I want to learn a song. Yeah, and, no. and there was never any of that. So, like, and yeah. I actually, I'd ask my parents, when I got the guitar, I'd ask my parents for a keyboard for Christmas, and they gave me a guitar instead because they knew me better than I knew myself. Nice. And 
but yeah, I like I'd always love rock music, and yeah, just absolutely like obsessed over it for my teen years, which I think it got me to the point where I could join a band, and I think that was kind of the key for me. Like with all the other hobbies that I've got, nobody's relying on me if, for going fishing and dicking around yeah. outside. Nobody's relying on me for playing games because there's there were yeah, there were six, all, six or seven of us, isn't it? And like if you're playing online with people and there's six or seven, and suddenly there's five or six, yeah. they they tend not to care, like unless you're playing something specific. But we never were. We were just like playing in multiplayer lobbies on card or playing FIFA or yeah, playing whatever. Like those lobbies get filled up instantly anyway. Like yeah, so you, it's, so you, it's no sweat off your back if if your fifth member of your team isn't turning up. They're like, well, we'll get yeah. rando number one. Yeah, ex- exactly. So like, yeah. there was never anything. Whereas like with the guitar, if if there was ever a time, and I, I can't actually remember if there has been, but if there's ever a time where like I wasn't really in the mood, it didn't really matter because I, I'd, I'll would always say yes to a gig because I'm terrible for, if anybody asks me if I'm, as long as I don't have something on on a night and they say, can you do this thing? I will always say yes. It's why I end up doing fucking four jobs at one point. It's why, I, <laughs> yeah. it's how I ended up I'm, doing this co- this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to do, do this podcast, Matt? Yes. Do you really want to do but, it? No. But will you? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I, like this podcast, like absolutely love it. Like you were saying earlier, like yeah, there were there were times where like I wasn't really free and like you couldn't get anyone else. So we'd find a time and it was a Sunday morning. You're like, oh, I've got to fucking literally immediately edit this, render it, and get it uploaded for the podcast in the morning. But like, yeah, it, it, I've I've always loved doing this podcast, but. Yeah, the, the the guitar. It was, it it's always it's it's the one own, one and only constant of my hobbies and like yeah, it makes sense why the the rugby thing as well was a was a constant. Yeah, because that's again a team of people that rely on you to to be there week on week. Yeah, and like I I, I captained the side for a while, so like, and I also did some coaching as well. So like, yeah, I was always like had some sort of responsibility. So yeah, you're probably right there as well. But like, I, I was. Let's say not clever enough because it took me three goes of the same injury to stop. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you notice that this keeps happening, and if it if it happens anymore, I will yeah. probably lose mobility. Which is <laughs> yeah, I mean, more I'm already I'm already walking with a limp, so yeah, <laughs> I probably need to stop at this point. Was was kind of the feeling there, but yeah, yeah, I just I just wanted to like get that bit, like because obviously. I think in the early days of the podcast, we might have discussed about how we were playing, but like yeah. both of us are not playing the same things we were seven years ago, six no, years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, and and largely a lot of my my output now is towards the the kind of demoing stuff, which keeps my hand in it. And yeah, the like I've I've stretched out a little bit more with that with the um, look on the more long form demos that I do. Which allow me to like write and record tracks week on week, which again is like really fresh and exciting because I can't do the tracks exactly how they're supposed to be because <laughs> yeah. YouTube gets angry. Um, but also I kind of like having to come up with a pastiche around an idea, so I'll choose a song from a band. Uh, like a couple of weeks back, I did one on uh, the Yardbirds. Wrote, uh, stroll on, sorry. So I had to write a riff that sounded a bit like that, but wasn't exactly like that. Yeah. And then record 
it's only like a minute's worth of song. And I tend to like edit it down so that it ends up only being 30 seconds. Yeah. But I'll write a riff that works. It like works as a pastiche for that song. Then I'll have to play like one guitar part or the same guitar part twice to double track it to get it to sound nice and thick. Yeah. And then I tend to have to write like a solo section for it as well and play the bass guitar for it as well. So that, that keeps it nice and fresh. I really enjoy doing that. Because that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoyed doing at university was like tracking bands. <laughs> like, <laughs> like basically like tracking my own stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that that was really cool. Like the, the, the demo stuff as well means that I I get to play about on guitar. It's it's really kind of free and creative. Yeah. There's no log, there's no brief I have to stick to. It's just make these pedals sound good. So I basically just uh like use what I'm hearing to feel what I need to play. Yeah, well that's it. You 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 you're gonna get a sound that sounds like a thing in your head and then you use that to inspire you to play something broadly similar. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of I follow my nose a little bit with that one. And sometimes it's not a case where I'll, I'll hear something, like I'll hear an artist and go, it sounds, oh yeah, it sounds a bit like that. But I'll, I'll hear like a style that it sounds a bit like and I'll go, yeah, I'll, I'll go down that route and I'll play some like crunchier stuff or I'll play some power chords because it's feeling heavier or I'll play something floaty because it's feeling bluesy. So yeah, it it is that. And then there's sometimes where it's like, well, this is a ring modulator and my guitar no longer sounds <laughs> anywhere near where it should. <laughs> let's just and try and hold on for dear life. Yeah, I don't know what to do here, so let's just, yeah, that's the next note. Sure. Okay. But yeah, I think, like, there's that. I think I, I tend to follow something. When I, when I do it as well, I'll follow along with it. So, um... Look, I, I tend to keep routines quite well. Um, yeah. Look, it, I, I ended up playing um, a bunch of online games on my phone where, like, it would reward you for logging in every day. Yeah. And I'd log in every day and do, like, the little tasks that require like require you to do that. And I know it, like that's the psychology of it. it. It makes you do that. Yeah. But I'm, like, really good really good at disciplining myself maybe maybe i'm really gullible <laughs> and could be disciplined <laughs> into into like repeating the same thing over and over again but i've done like i've done that f- for a bunch of different things like like I'm, I'm currently doing doing a bit of duolingo and i've done that like non-stop for a, a period of about 80 days or something like that. so i'm getting in that routine and I think the same is with, with guitar. When I first started playing guitar, um, I had it in my mind that I've got to play guitar every day. So I did, even if it was a case of pick the guitar up, strum a few chords, and then that's it. But I'd find that if I picked the guitar up and strummed a few chords, I'd be like, this is cool, let's do a bit more. Yeah. And it ended up being more and more. So for the first, like, maybe two years, I played guitar every day. Yeah, yeah, I was the same, like, when I first started, it was a case of, okay, these are the things that I learned in the lessons that I was doing, and I'd go home, and I'd go through the, like, five five or ten minute routines that I'd been given to just try and remember for next time. 
and then I'd go, well, let's listen to this song and see if I can pick it up by ear. Like I, I, I can't read. I don't. I didn't really pay attention to the theory because I, I couldn't. <laughs> it just for it does It doesn't interest me. And like, <laughs> yeah. uh, do you know what? I find it absolutely fascinating when somebody talks through a song and why certain notes work together. But it goes in one ear and out the other, and like yeah, I just, it, I, I, if you require to regurgitate that information, yeah, nope, I, I just can't. Whereas, like picking up a song by ear, I've like the the fact that I could be taught how to do it, and I don't, I don't think really you are taught. I think you are shown that this is something you can do, and you can either pitch well or not. Yeah, and I, and I was lucky enough that you know I can pitch like most of the songs that I learn for band. I might have to pull up a tab if it's quite complicated, but for the most part, I can tend to work out riffs, areas of like enough of a solo to get past it and chords and stuff. Yeah, by ear and like the fact that I could do that, I found that fascinating, and that was enough to it when I wasn't playing the this is what a minor pentatonic is, or here's a five chord, you know, a pattern that you. Like we'll we'll get you changing between majors and minors and sixths and sevenths and yeah. Like when I wasn't doing that, I was like putting on albums and going, okay, what's this riff or what's this song or the, how does this solo start or what's the chords underneath this? And like that's what that's what kept me in, interested in in my early days was the fact that I didn't need to just focus on what I'd been taught. I could go away and. Yeah, you could expand use those use those skills. Plus, and and I didn't need the internet because that was the other thing. When when I when we first started, I was on dial up. Yeah. So uh, if if I if I wanted tabs, I had to go downstairs. I had to turn the computer on. I had to wait the fifteen minutes that it takes for a fucking Windows fucking XP computer to boot up. <laughs> then I had to ask my parents politely if I could use the internet for ten minutes. Make sure there weren't any phone calls planned fucking connect to the internet which takes another three minutes then load up ultimate guitar and then all the adverts would have to populate before you could search anything and that would take another 10 minutes and then so like tabs were never a thing for me until until i was 18 so the 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 fact that i could just pick things up by ear made it so much easier yeah it it was necessity but it also it helped develop that where it it become a, a useful skill as well I mean, it's it's funny you mention that. I I'm think like think back to when I first started because we we had broadband because it was the like the mid two thousands and that that was kind of coming in. We started off with fifty six k, but by the time <laughs> I started playing guitar, it was like our household had broadband and most households around us did. Yeah, most people around us did. But we just didn't like. I, I was I was seventeen when we got broadband. Mm. So that would have been 2007, 2006. 2006 that's, that's really late, though. Yeah, yeah. We, we were way late to the party. Like, we didn't get it until I moved. So we, we moved house in the middle of my GCSE exams. That was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents made me move house in May, the year I did my GCSEs. So that was fun. And then we waited a year before we got broadband. <laughs> Horrendous. <laughs> 
I mean, congratulations on passing those GCSEs because you shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was predicted. I mean, this is the same for all neurodivergent people. Like, I was predicted A stars across the board. I got like eight, two A's, six B's, and two C's. So I, I yeah. passed them all. I got decent enough grades, but I didn't get anywhere, anywhere near as well as I should. And part of that is my ADHD, and part of that was the fact that I fucking moved house after my <laughs> fourth exam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that perhaps could have been planned a little bit better. Yeah. But hey, I mean, it's not it's it's not impacted on you so negatively. No, no, it's it's not the end of the world. No, I mean, the fact that you've got A's, B's, and C's, yes, still pretty much won. Like you either win or you lose GCSEs, yeah. don't you? <laughs> and you won, so we're okay. Yeah, same here. I managed to pretty much pass all mine. But yeah, like we we had we had tab when I first started. And I think. Like, the start of my journey was very similar to yours, but I didn't have a teacher. It was just a case of, look, I had I bought this Squire pack and it had a little book with it that had a bunch of chords and then had power chord. So, look, I went through the chords and could do the chord shapes, learn all of them, look, the C, the G, the A, the D, the E. When, oh, that's really cool. Learned the A and the E minor, A, A, A minor, E minor. Um, and it didn't have minor versions for the other ones. Well, that's odd. Like maybe, like maybe those ones don't have minor versions. Who knows? Uh, but then at the back was the power chord, and then it like it taught you how like how to figure out which power chord was which. Okay, so this one's A power chord, and that one's B power chord. And then I went online and was like, okay, let's search up some songs that are like wicked, wicked ass fucking songs. <laughs> so I did like Paranoid and like Since You've Been Gone and all of these like really kind of simple riff songs. So within the first week of me playing guitar, I was like, I'd writ- like, written down on scraps of paper, here's the sequence to do Since You've Been Gone, here's the sequence to do Paranoid. So I was just like riffing through those. Yeah. Like using this power chord technique. And I was like, well, shit, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> like... So I'd, I'd, I'd done almost what your guitar teacher had done for you, but I'd, like, I'd figured it out myself through this book. Like, it was like a yeah. really shitty, like, paperback, maybe about 15 pages at most. But it was it was that, like, here's the information that you need to be able to get you started on guitar. And it really fucking was. Like, hats off to the people yeah. at Squire back in, like, 2003, I think. They really nailed it. Like, you know, you, you need to learn a couple of these chords. Brilliant. You need to learn a power chord and get yourself sorted. Uh, <laughs> and I remember like the first first gig I ever played, we played, I think we played three songs and one of them was like Summer of 69 maybe. And it had that... And that was like one of the chords that I learned in that fucking book. Like, <laughs> way. Yeah. Like it was like suspending them and I, did, I didn't know what the fuck suspending meant. But I went like, if I do that and I move this finger and that finger and this finger, it sounds like that. Yeah. That intro. Uh, but then, like, we did... I moved on to doing, like, by ear stuff as well. I remember uh, when I was about... Shit, I was probably about 18-ish. Um, like, I was still part of this this group that would play the pubs every weekend uh, and sometime during the week as well. And, like, the... the the kind of the guy who ran the band, he sang and played guitar as well. He was just like, "We're doing 
we're doing the final countdown. I'm let's learn it. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay. So like I downloaded the MP3 completely legally, of course. Uh, I downloaded the MP3. None of us had tabs for it, and we, like I'd stopped over at his house, like a little kind of little low key house party. It was me, a couple like me, him, a couple of girls, yeah. like all, all good. Uh, and we were just chilling there, and we was just like, yeah, we've got to learn this song, we've got to figure it out. So <laughs> I had this like little shitty MP3 player that had like an AB loop function on it, and I'd just play through like the first bit and like. Playing along with my guitar unplugged. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, it's def- it's definitely this power chord. We'll do that. And ding, 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 ding. So we we did that. We basically tabbed out the entire song um by looping little sections of it. <laughs> um and then like learnt the riff as well. Because yep. no one played keyboards in the band, but we had yep. to fill in enough of yep. the song that people would know what the fuck the song was. So we, yeah, well, you we can't did. do Final Countdown without the bloody riff, can you? Yeah, I mean, it was tempting to pull out a kazoo and do it that way, but <laughs> yeah. So we uh, like, we tabbed out. Like, it was mainly me, to be honest. He was he was trying to crack on with these girls. Um, I probably should have done that as well, but we we would have never got the song done. <laughs> and we did end up putting it into the set, and I I ended up learning the solo as well. I mean, it was a ropey version thereof. Because yeah. I was like probably at this point a year, two years into playing guitar. But I was the lead guitarist because he couldn't be asked to learn how to play lead. <laughs> and I had a bit more time on my hands than he did. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, through like the AB loop of this. Okay, it's that bit. And then, uh, so we, yeah, we ended up t- tabbing the entire final countdown. And I think. Like the the question that it it brought up in my mind is like how was your um how has like the way that you learn songs changed from from back in the day to now like if you were to learn a song now for the band if like the band says okay we're going to learn this tune what would your process be now so I think I've over the years I've had four processes my initial process was put the CD on with the song on it on my CD player and just fuck around until I hit a note that was close to something and work from there, whether that was in the first riff of the song, whether that was in the yeah. fifth fucking chorus. The like, final countdown I, technique, I, as we call it. I, 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 yeah, I'd find an area where I could start somewhere and then work back from it because finding intervals is fairly easy Like in my head yeah. for, for melodies and stuff. Like, if I can hit one note to start with or two notes... I don't even need to listen to the rest of the song to work the melody out because the melody is stuck in my brain. The way my brain works, I have to be able to hum the melody, then play it on the guitar, whether that is a chord progression, whether that is like a riff, whether that is the solo. If I can't hum it in my head, there are... So the things that I struggle with the most are quick licks in solos. Yeah, I can't get my head to slow them down enough to hum them in the right order for me to ever pl- play note for note fast solos. I just can't. Like, we do smoke on the water in the band at the moment. And when I was coming to learn that, um, I, I I did it a bit, like I say, listening. Then I got to a point where I couldn't work it out. And these days, rather than going for tabs, I'll go for YouTube videos because yeah. 
you can watch somebody's hand move and that's a bit easier than i always found tabs when i moved to tab like i started off by listening then i started sitting down at a computer that did have broadband and using tabs but it doesn't show your finger positions or anything it's just a load of numbers and yeah you've got to work that shit out yourself yeah you've got to work out the best way to get there but yeah and then I tried to do a hybrid where I'd listen and use the tabs. And now, like I say, I'll listen. And then if I really get stuck, I'll use a YouTube video. Yeah. But yeah, for, for things like Smoke on the Water and some of the some of the riffs in, say, Comfortably Normal stuff, some, some of the fast parts of the solo, I just won't play them note for note because my head can't slow down. Even when they slow it down, yeah. it's not like I'm, I'm listening to the solo in my head and going, no, I can't hear how that translates 10 times faster to the... The, the noise that the solo makes so i just yeah. I, I i will improvise at that point but for everything else like for most of the stuff that we do in the band for both bands i, I learn it all by ear i literally put spotify on put the song on on repeat and pick up the guitar and usually within three listens i've got the vast majority of what i need to do if it's got a solo obviously solos are a little bit more more difficult you've got to go over them a few times to get there but for chord yeah. progressions and riffs and stuff Two or three listens is generally enough. Yeah, so the solos, it's there tends to be like two sections of a solo, which are like the kind of the melodic outline yeah. to it, like the smoke on the water. You got the dun 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 So that's the kind of melodic bit, and then you've got the wanky bit. Yeah, which yeah, like like yourself, it's like it's too fast for the brain to process all of the notes ends up just being like a blanket of of that kind of scale yeah rather than individual so, notes so literally for, for me the smoke on the water you've got that bit there improv yeah Improv, <laughs> and then that yeah. little bit at the end. Yeah, because yeah. those are all the melodic bits. Those are all the bits, yeah. the the kind of the bits of substance, and then the 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 wanky bits. Uh, yeah, again, just improv. Yeah, it's just like a feel, like a. It gives you the feel of the tonality of that scale, doesn't it? it it's. It's going by so fast that the notes don't actually, or the individual notes don't make any difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get that. I get that. I know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm like really similar to yourself these days. Where if I have to learn a song, the best way that I can do it is by listening to. It. Uh, in fact, I do a lot of my learning before actually um, picking up the guitar to play it. I'll put it on in my car so I know the structure of it. Oh, absolutely. Like, I have to know the song. Like, yeah. if, if somebody goes, learn this song by Bruno Mars, great. That's all I'm listening to for today then because I'm fucked. It. Like, I, I cannot not know the structure of a song and try and learn it because yeah. I'll just get distracted and I, I, I just, I can't, yeah. like, yeah, just, I, I, I just, I have to, I've always been that way and I'm always the guy when we come to rehearsals, if we ever get lost, I'm always the first one to go, this is the next bit, because I've obsessively listened to that song until I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
Yeah, I get to a point where I'm intrinsic with it. I don't have to think about the structure. Like, my body takes over to know the next bit. It knows yeah. exactly where I'm going next. And the, there's a couple of songs that I can't listen to because the bands that I play in don't Do them. play <laughs> Do them the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, Don't play them like they are on the record. And that's fine. Like, we do our own. But so, like, Champagne Supernova, we end yeah. the night in one of the bands with Champagne Supernova because it's really easy for pissed people to sing along to. Everybody fucking loves Oasis at the end of the night, like yeah. whether you like it or not. Um, but we play a hybrid Glastonbury version that Noel Gallagher did, I think, where he started out on the, or like it starts out as just a piano and vocals. And then okay. the guitar comes, and then like the guitar comes in and it fades up and it kind of really builds. And it's great for the end of a night because you can start with just a room of pissed people singing to a piano. Our singer can like go around the band and go, and we'll all do like a little like the bass player will do a run. I'll do a little bit of lead. Drummer can do a bit of fills and stuff. Um, so we can get like we we kind of go around the band like that, and then yeah, like th- we'll it, it builds and builds and builds to a crescendo, and then just ends with um, the 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 kind of like end of the song sort of guitar solo bit where it's really really loud, and then we kind of fade all the way out, do do the last chorus and. But I can't listen to that song now on that record, and I I, I actually quite like Oasis. Like as much mm. as people shit on them, I quite like Oasis. I grew up liking Oasis, and yeah. I live my life in nostalgia. So I still like Oasis. Um, but I can't listen to that song unless I'm doing something else because I will yeah. then think about that the next time we're playing it, and we It'll play it so it differently. <laughs> yeah. We play it so differently. Like there's breaks where there's breaks where we don't take them. There's no breaks where we put them. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have to have the version that we play in the band in my head, and it, it, it like, it comes to that when we, when we have a, a depth drummer for, for the band that I've been in for ten years, um, and he doesn't put accents in certain places where our drummer does, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, the guy that we get to to come in in depth is a really good drummer, I think a really good drummer, yeah. but it's not identical to what we play in the other. 25 gigs that we do in a year the five gigs that we play with him yeah and it's just so off-putting like and it's 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 no, like i say it's 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 not a, a, a it's, it's to no fault of his because we don't practice we we bring in a depth and don't bother with the practice and he just rocks up to a gig and does the gig with us yeah and and you know that's that's incredible the fact that he can do that but <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It, like I'm, I'm waiting for crash symbols that never come, or I'm waiting for a fill that isn't there, or like little bits and bobs where we've got so bored of playing songs where like there's there's extra stabs and then there's a a, a gap and then we we kind of like all come out and then all come back in at the same time and he because because we don't practice with him he doesn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah we had that our last gig where we we had to use a depth drummer uh, i mean we've we've been for a few drummers but we <laughs> we used the depth drummer and you know he was solid but he weren't like our, our drummer's pretty pretty fucking shit hot and he was just not quite doing the things and it yeah and it's enough to throw you off even though it shouldn't be like the the song is is continuing how it should you're like okay yeah, yeah we're, we're doing the same thing but it's enough that you there's an itch in your back of your, the back of your brain where it's like oh something's yeah. changed and that that's enough to snap your 
uh, your concentration from where it should be to that yeah. thing that's behind you that's gone not quite right. Like, yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, in terms of like learning stuff, like I've I've always tried to use my ear because that's what my yeah. guitar teacher told me was the best way to do it if you can, and he's right because I don't. I don't finger a lot of solos the way that the original <laughs> guitarist did. <laughs> yeah. But it, it also means that I can make every solo in minor pentatonic and not have to be a good guitarist because, okay, I might start with my finger on the fourth note of the minor pentatonic instead of starting in Phrygian or whatever the fourth note of minor pentatonic. I just fucking mixo, mixolocrian, mixolydian. What I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't quite work like that for the um, for the pentatonic because yeah, missing, I, I, yeah, because you're missing, missing notes. But yeah. yeah, if you're the fourth note of the minor scale, that would be that's seventh note, right? Isn't it the of the actual minor scale, which would be the second note of the major scale? <laughs> what the seventh note of the minor scale would be? Wait, so it's, wait, fourth note. So one, two. Sorry, no, it's not. It's the fifth, isn't it? It, it's the fifth note of the mi- the fourth note of the minor pentatonic is the fifth note of the natural minor scale. Yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. So you'd be starting on the fifth, which would be quite a mixolydian based. But yeah, you, but obviously no, you're, you're missing. Mi- no, if you're minor though, because it's that's the fifth note. No, because it's not the f- yeah. No, it's not the fifth mode. It's the fifth note of the, the minor scale. Fifth oh, mode, fuck. which makes it the third. Yeah, so that'd be free. No, it's not. It's the seventh, isn't it? It's the it's the Mm-mm-mm-mm. major seventh. Mm-mm. No, it'd be Phrygian. It'd be the fifth of the minor. <laughs> I mean, we we we're getting to bullshit point in the podcast here, where we're <laughs> well, the fifth of the minor is the seventh of the major, right? No, the minus the uh, sixth of the major. Six, oh, sixth. Okay. So the so so you go from minor, you go in. So minor is Aeolian, Locrian, Ionian, which is major. Yeah. That's third. Fourth is Dorian. Fifth is Phrygian. Okay. (laughs) Yay! That's the music theory. You know, like 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 I say, I for all of it is it's and to be fair, I, I say pentatonic and i don't ever use the pentatonic i always tend to use the natural minor like the aeolian aeolian yeah um because i i i can play more than four notes um i am i am capable and i i do know it in enough inversions and and i don't just know box shapes i can move i can link them together without jumping five frets and things like that so there is more in there than i let on that i know about you're giving yourself credit for yeah, but I can't. I I I never understood the point of Mixolydian and Phrygian and Locrian and Dorian because I was like, okay, but I know this shape and I know how they link together, which means I can just start on the fourth note and then link it through and end on the fourth note if I need to, an octave up or the, on the same octave, or resolve it anywhere I need to from that shape so i am playing these other shapes just not yeah, in the not th- right way i'm well, not, th- I'm not th- th- yeah your, your brain's not thinking about it as i'm playing dorian but you are playing yeah. like you're playing a minor scale but then starting on the 
Yeah, I, and I'm I'm yeah. resolving <laughs> to the to the to whatever the note needs to be resolved to using my ear, which doesn't have to be the root of the 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 minor scale. But I'm not I'm not using the same kind of like the one two four one two four one three or whatever of yeah. whatever of the of the scales that is. I would just play that in the the minor shape and and just start on my third finger instead or whatever. I just yeah never kind of and like i say i can link them together without just playing in a box up and down and then shifting a shifting a position and starting a new box like i can link the notes together so i guess my fretboard knowledge is fairly good i, mean, I just couldn't tell you what any of the notes that i'm playing is isn't isn't that telling you that you're you're not a fraud when it comes to this yeah like as much i'm, I'm talking through now and going actually i'm not as much of a fraud as i thought i was but like i yeah. always feel like a, th- a fraud because oh yeah, I, yeah it doesn't help you at all does it <laughs> like i'm always like in a box of something by the end of wherever i've moved to so i always feel like i'm just playing in a box shape and it doesn't hmm. matter that I've started on the third fret and managed to make it to the fifteenth without just jumping five frets. Yeah. <laughs> and that concludes the second part of the double whammy episode of this Fret All podcast. Oh, what a what a just chunky boy. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to our sponsor, Affordaboard. For the most affordable guitar pedals on the internet ever that is irrefutable it's <laughs> definitely a fact find him at affordable.co.uk check his stuff out uh again mentions um that he does international shipping if you ju- just send him a message it'll, it'll work that out for you um if you want to find me online no we've got patreon backers before that shit yes <laughs> <laughs> anyone would think i'm trying to record two of these in one go <laughs> so we've got our patreon backers i'm extending a thank you to you guys uh, for as little as two dollars a month only two dollars a month you can be part of that patreon crew uh you get a shout out on the podcast and you get over 40 hours of that's 40 hours it's not 40 hours it's 40 episodes for about half an hour each of extra special patreon content um and it tends to be stuff that we we can't necessarily speak so openly on about the podcast, <laughs> like on the podcast. So it's a little bit spicy. It's it's fret talk with added spice. So two dollars a month—that's all it costs. And our Patreon backers are as follows: we've got Mr. Andrew Bimpson of the Rising of the Lights. I've done this in the wrong order. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimpson of the Rising <laughs> of the Lights. We've got Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects of Masters in the Cinematic Universe and the Just Surprise Me podcast. We've got our two best buds who take it from both sides. <laughs> it's got Mr. Hugh G-Rection and Mr. Mike Oxlong. Just, just a double whammy, like a pincer movement from those boys. Yeah. An Eiffel, ta- an Eiffel Tower, if you will. <laughs> Indeed. It's an awful tower, is what it is. Uh, <laughs> we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Gare of the Tony Jerks podcast of the Second Button podcast and the Just Surprise Me podcast. No, he's not. The Off the Rails podcast. Oh, my God, it's getting, it's getting <laughs> really sorry. Uh, we've got Mr. Ross Philpott. We've got Mr. Diabetes Foot. And we've got our new Patreon backer, Mr. Jason Morton. Check out his YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's just Jason Morton. I will. I'll, 
I will research this for our next podcast, which I'll probably be recording tomorrow. <laughs> um, if you want to find me online, I'm Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You find me at Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Threads. What? Threads. You can find <laughs> so that the YouTube is the home to the No Talk or Tone series, which. <coughs> Pardon me. <laughs> which I think is either the overdrive preamp or the king fuzz fuzz muff fuzz big fuzz king fuzz by Mosky. it's definitely <laughs> a one of those king. yeah two of those words put into a put into a thing it's kind of cool yeah check it out Matt cool. where can we find you online yeah I am at heel underscore Matt Q on uh, I nearly said Facebook then I'm definitely not at heel underscore Matt Q I'm heel underscore Matt Q on Twitter, Instagram and threads why are we doing this twice? it's so confusing it really is isn't it it's thrown me <laughs> I mean you can tell it I've literally, we both just said the same thing and been absolutely fine say it again and we're completely fucked <laughs> <laughs> yep it's, it's, yeah we'll never why do is this. that a thing? really hard <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, and yeah, Facebook, just find us in the Fret Talk podcast group and one of us will authorise you into the chat, yeah. unless your account is a day old, in which case I'll fuck you off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chat, from Mr. Matt Quarter, it will be a tatty bye and good night for this one. Right, a bit. Bye. What is 6.9? It's a good thing ruined by a period. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've saw this one this week and it's very good, very good. (laughs)